Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, This is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. I hope everybody had a great week out there. It's getting cold again. But we're getting closer to February. Will we have baseball? Will we not? That is still a major question at this particular time. We don't know. We just don't know. There's no word coming from Major League Baseball. They continue to talk about having a 162-game season, and I guess we have to go with that until they say otherwise. But let's start the show. Let's kick it off. Of course, as you all know, last week, Stephen Matz got traded, or or this week, whenever the heck it was, uh, he got traded to the Blue Jays. And uh, we've got a voicemail from our good friend Sean in the UK, all the way from England. And uh, he's got some thoughts on uh, the trade, and on that trade, and the other trade, and and baseball in general. So, Sean, take it away. Hey, Gary, it's Sean in uh, Bristol, UK. Um, how are you, my friend? Uh, I haven't uh, friend him for a while. But I hope you're keeping well. Um, I don't know about you, my uh, buddy, but, um, yeah, um, can we get back to some kind of normality really soon? It would be great if um, fans could be allowed in uh, ballparks this year. Um, I probably don't think it's going to happen, so that's putting off my... Uh, Trip to the States yet again, but just wanted to say, uh, quickly say, I am so sad to see Stephen Matz go. I, I know he's had issues. Um, he, he's had some brutal games with high, high ERAs, but I just felt that he, there, there, were, there was some potential there. You know, he's probably going to have a great, uh, great, um, career with, with the Blue Jays, but yeah, it's had to see him go, but, um, Hey, with uh, with uh, uh, maybe maybe opens up uh, Trevor Bauer possibly. I, I don't know, but um, with the Lindor trade, um, I'm feeling so optimistic for this season. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not the kiss of death. I don't know, but uh, hey, um, I expect nothing less than um, playoff bound um, in um, in October. Uh, but hey, you know it's. Hopefully we're going to have a full season and have spring training. And we're going to have 162 games. That'd be fantastic. Everybody, um, love what you do. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, and I'll speak to you soon. Take care now. Bye bye. And thank you so much, Sean, for uh, taking the time to call in. Sean's calling from the UK, and uh, always great to hear from our buddy Sean. 
uh, even met him once at a ball game in uh, City Field. So uh, uh, good to hear from you, Sean. Glad you're doing okay. We're doing okay here. We're all okay. So uh, keep it up. Uh, yeah, uh, Matt's got traded. Uh, he probably will get better now. Who knows? Uh, we don't know about these kind of things. These things happen in in baseball. They happen in life. People get uh, traded, change the scenery. Sometimes it's a different voice in the year. Uh, sometimes something clicks in their head that never clicked before. Maybe you call it maturity or whatever. We'll see what happens, but the uh, Mets did trade Stephen Matz uh, to the uh, to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, they cleared roughly five point two million from the payroll, and uh, this could open up other the moves. You know, let's see. Uh, right afterwards, uh, Stephen Matz said to his uh, to the public. I'll always be grateful to the Mets for the opportunity to play for my hometown team. Thank you to Mets fans for your support throughout my time in New York, and thanks to all my teammates and coaches. I wish you all nothing but the best of luck moving forward. They uh, traded him for three prospects, Yenzi Diaz, Sean Reed Afoli, and Josh Winkowski, the 27th marked, uh, ranked prospect in the Jays system, according to MLB. Dot com. Uh, all pitchers, by the way. Uh, so the Mets are stocking the miners with pitching right now. That seems to be the way they're going. Could turn it around for other trade. Does the trade of Mets definitely leaves a hole in rotation? Or does it? I mean, right now you have uh, Carrasco, you have Stroman, you have DeGrom, of course. You have Peterson, you have Lucchese as your penciled-in fifth starter, I guess, at this point. Uh, Does it mean they have some money now to free up to sign Trevor Bauer? Or Jackie Bradley Jr., or both. I think if you go to sign both, uh, they're working on another deal with Aaron Loop. If that gets finalized, we haven't really heard whether it's finalized yet. At least I, if it is, it's $3 million. So they would have less to work with. And signing both would put them over the 230, easily put them over the 230 million mark, which I'm not sure they want to go to. The 210 million mark, which is the, uh, I believe, is the first uh, penalty uh, rung of the ladder, if you will, uh, it would probably. They would probably go there if they sign a Bauer. Uh, They seem that they are willing to take the chance of going over that threshold. Uh, But whether or not they want to go to the next threshold, the 230, and sign both Bauer and Bradley, uh, I don't know. I don't know at this point in time. 
There are reports that they made it off of the bower. And then the reports deny anything. So it's it's all up in the air. Uh, they are talking to Bradley. Apparently they're far apart with uh, years and money. And uh, don't know if they'll work that out at all. But uh, as uh, Sean was saying, does it open the door for Bow? It definitely does. They've got that little bit of cushion that they wanted money-wise. There still could be more deals. They could deal familiar, which would open up even a bigger spot. Uh, whether there's a market for the him, I don't know. They could deal J.D. Davis. Uh, again, is there a market? I don't know. I, I think if I were them, I would reinvestigate. And I think they are still talking to the Cincinnati Reds. We mentioned last week about uh, rumors about a trade for Sonny Gray and uh, Eugenio Suarez to uh, uh, to the Mets, but uh, no idea who the Mets would have to give up, I would imagine. Davis would be one of those in that deal. Um uh, if they could, uh, you know, uh, include Familia somehow in that or uh, someone else, uh, we'll have to see. I mean, the Reds may be wanting to get rid of Gray's contract, and and uh, but. You know, you have to take something back. So it might be familiar. Who knows? Uh, but uh, that's the latest on that front. And uh, let's see. Uh, this coming across today, Daniel Murphy is retiring from baseball. Three-time All-Star, uh, postseason performer, and figure on and off the field is retiring from his playing career. This is a beautiful game, and I really just feel humbled and blessed that it let me jump on the ride for a little bit. Murphy, uh, 35 years old, said in a telephone interview today, it's beautiful. It can teach you about so many things, and all I can say is thank you. So, um... Daniel Murphy hanging up the spikes. It's too bad that the Mets didn't offer him a like a one-day contract so he could retire as a Met, uh, the team he started with. But that's not to be. Uh, I guess it could still happen. Till he puts his papers in, uh, you're not officially retired. And you don't really... Half of these guys, Johnny Bench never put his papers in, so technically he never retired. But uh, they re after a certain amount of time, they they uh, are retired. Uh, but Daniel Murphy calling it quits. He's had some injuries the last couple of years, and and uh, uh, when he was out in Colorado and whatnot. And uh, but I can remember when Murphy first came up, and and uh, I think it was Mike Francesa said he could hit. But he'll never be. Uh, he'll never last long. Well, he lasted about twelve years, and uh, had some uh, major impacts on teams, and and playoff performances in 2015. Who can forget what he did for the Mets on their way to the World Series? 
uh, he did become a three-time All-Star. So congratulations, Daniel Murphy. He was a good player, great hitter, terrific hitter. Uh, you know, uh, slapping the ball and, and uh, learned how to pull later on and hit more home runs. But uh, he worked hard, you know. He he was at a disadvantage, too. He, it was that whole era where the Mets brought up these guys and then played them out of place. I mean, you know, they had due to they, – they started Murphy in left field. He was not a left fielder. I think he had played third base or something uh, in the organization, but he and he wasn't that great at third baseman. But he he was more suited for that. Uh, he he made himself into a pretty decent second baseman and a pretty decent first baseman, uh, and he had the ability to work. He want, he was a hard worker. He, he I can remember one uh, before spring training one year. They got a hold of Keith Hernandez, and he worked with Murphy at first base, and he worked, and he worked hard, and uh, became pretty good at first, and then he went to second. And um, But he wasn't an outfield. He wasn't a left field. He was terrible out there. And, uh, you know, but he made his mark on the game. He'll forever be remembered with the Mets for the World Series and uh, the playoffs of 2015, his season there. And um, I hope he's happy he made the right decision and he can move on from here and enjoy the rest of his life. Uh, and, you know, he's 35. Uh, he may be a good coach. He's a good motivator. So we'll have to see if he has a career in baseball. If he wants to, he may not even want to. Sometimes guys don't uh, don't follow up in that way. So, but we'll have to see. All right, let's take a quick break. We got back. Uh, we got a couple more stories. Um, not a lot, but I mean, there's enough here. Uh, enough to put a show on. So. That's why we're doing one, but it'll probably be short. All right, I'll be back right after these messages. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Check out my Twitter page at Mets Musings One, and check out a Facebook group. It's at Facebook.com/slash Mets Musings. Go check it out, and don't forget to call the hotline. That's five one six six one nine six three four one. Okay, and we up. Okay, and we are back. 
And uh, in more Mets news, Zach Scott will serve as the acting general manager effective immediately. This news comes in the aftermath of Jared Porter's firing on January 19th. Scott was hired soon after Porter on December 23rd to serve as senior vice president and assistant general manager to Porter. Scott himself had been a finalist for the general manager position, and his career path runs parallel to Porter's from his time as a Red Sox intern, serving 17 years in the Red Sox organization, to now assuming the helm with the Mets. During his last two years as assistant GM in Boston, Scott oversaw the club's analytics, baseball systems, and advanced and professional scouting departments. He will likely be a very analytics-focused executive. So Mets going uh, to the analytics. I'm not a big fan of analytics, but I think they can uh, be uh, manipulated and adjusted, but who knows? Speaking of analytics, for the second straight year, Mets says Jacob DeGrom has been named the top pitcher in baseball by MLB Network. Using traditional and advanced stats, as well as an analyst, analyst by the MLB Network research team, the Shredder takes all the information, compiles a top 10 players right now for each position. When it comes to the men on the mound, there's no denying it. DeGrom is currently the best there is and taking the ball every fifth day. So congratulations, Jacob DeBom. He is the bomb. He's DeGrom, but he's the bomb. And uh, good for him. He deserves all the accolades. This guy was not a, uh, a high, 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 high prospect. He was a prospect, but not considered to be the top in in the organization and here he is uh the best pitcher in baseball right now so uh that's great news that's good news for jacob two cy young awards in a row had it was a finalist the third year could have won three uh didn't think he would no i don't think he was a finalist the, the third year you see what happens when you get old your mind starts to uh but anyway what was i gonna say ah <laughs> anyway uh he deserves it he, he he's uh been terrific and uh, you know what let's start the next three years he can win the cy young let's hope he wins another one this year if we play ball why do i say if because there's a lot of things going on. We're still in the middle of this pandemic. We still have COVID. We still don't know if fans are going to be allowed to come into the games. And, and frankly, most of the owners need that. They need to have revenue from somewhere. Um, so we'll see. we we just don't know. I, I, I think uh, if they told us something, we would know better. We would know. But this uh, silence, if you will, the only thing we learned was that the MLB uh, offered universal DH and... Um, in return, the union would give them an expanded playoffs 
And the rule, uh, the seven-inning, I think it was the seven-inning guy on second rule, um, and the union declined. The union declined the universal DH. were very surprised because they have been pushing the National League for years. Um, why they declined at this point, I believe, has to do with the CBA. Uh, that's coming due at the end of the season, and they are going to want to use that as a bargaining chip to get more out of uh, the owners. Higher percentage, maybe they they would get the extra player, so it's not that. Uh, maybe they want to add another player. Maybe they see the decline in people signing DHs for big money, so they figure. I don't know. They figure it's not uh, worth it at this point in time to do it. Um. Maybe they want to add two guys to the roster if they take the universe. I don't know. Don't know what they're up their sleeve, but they did decline it. And uh, the Mets today are attending free agent uh, Jake Arietta's throwing session. They're there today. I don't know what time it was. And uh, Arietta, of course, remember, had that big year. With the Cubs, he won the Cy Young in 2015. He had a 5.08 ERA over just nine starts and 44.1 innings pitched during the shortened 2020 season as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. He had posted a 4.36 ERA with the Phillies since joining the club prior to the 2018 season. He was a free agent, got the big contract. And it didn't uh, really pan out so well for the Phillies. Uh, and now he's a free agent. The Mets are going to take a look at him. Why not? You know, maybe if the Bauer thing is too expensive, you take a flyer on one of these other guys at a lower rate. And we know that Sandy does that a lot. That's, you know, he's known for that. Uh, they lost out on Kluber, so uh, they're going to take a look at Arietta and uh, see what happens. They're still in the Trevor Bauer and the Jackie Bradley. They are talking, uh, but they're far apart on both of these guys, according to Andy Martino of SNY. The race for Bauer could come down to the Mets and Dodgers uh, uh, tweets MLB Network's John Heyman, who is that the Padres showed interest before acquiring you Darvish, Blake Snell, and Joe Musgrove in separate trades. The Padres presented a three- to four-year offer but that uh, to Bauer, but that didn't fly according to Heyman. So he's looking for more than four years. That's iffy for a pitcher. Um, I'm not sure if that uh, would be a way to go. I just don't know. Bauer will, depending upon what the Mets offer, who else is involved, who else wants him, 
he may just settle for a one-year deal, get the cash, and then take his chances, have another great year, and then uh, move to free agency again next year. Uh, But right now, the Mets and the uh, uh, Bowers team, as well as with Jackie Bradley Jr.'s team, the numbers are far apart. Um, a lot of times these deals come down to years. It, it, the money doesn't, you know, they can compromise. I guess once you get over 20, 25 million, well, you know, what's another five or 10 million? Uh, but it, it's usually the years that they want. And that's where it gets hung up sometimes because you. I mean, look, uh, you can use the Ariadne deal. He was good for a year or two with the Phillies and then and then struggled and then struggled last year. I, I would throw out last year because of, it, it was just such a screwed up year. And, you know, guys were ready to go. Then they got shut down. Then they had to get ready to go again. And um, that's tough. Very tough. So I, I I would throw out last year completely, uh, but it doesn't um, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't sign a pitcher long term. But depending upon the age, I mean, if you get them at twenty seven, if they're a star and and you can sign him to seven years. That would probably, you'd probably be better off at that point. But pitchers' arms are so fragile. They're just so fragile. They can go at any time that you just don't know. And it, it's very, uh, it's a very tough decision to make. You know, you, you could be terrific one day and terrible the next time out. And throw your arm out or something. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what I would do with a pitcher. It's 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 tough, even with position players. Do you, you know, uh, a lot of time the statistics on these free agents are not good. They once they hit about halfway through their contract or after the first two three years or something, depending on how long the deal. They start to go downhill unless they were real young when you assign them. Like a guy like Soto, I mean, that's the kind of guy you want to sign. What is he now, 23 or something? That's the kind of guy you give a 10-year contract to. Uh, Bryce Harper got a very long contract. That that was a good deal because he was so young. Um, Stanton got... A bad contract, but he was a little bit older. He wasn't. He was at a good age to sign him, but he had a history of injury, so that kind of adds to it. Do you want to have a guy? You know that uh, he was a different bird. They they signed him to that what twelve year deal or something at the age of twenty six. Which isn't well. That's stretching it. My my uh, mind. What I would do, uh, but 
he had this history of injury, and he had one uh, healthy year essentially where he played a lot of games. And but they took a chance. The Yankees took a chance by trading for him then with that contract, and now he has an opt out. I I don't know if it's this year or next year. Um, it might have been this year, and he didn't take it. So I don't know if he's got another opt out in the contract or not. But you know, it's just the way things go sometimes, and you just never know in the game of baseball. All right, let's take another quickie break, and we'll wrap this baby up once and for all. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. <laughs> Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show, and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com slash metsmusings. I love that song. <laughs> I think that's such a great, great little tune there. Okay, uh, while we do have a couple of minutes, let me just say this. Uh, we are, uh, I think, next week, we are planning to have our first roundtable of 2021, so be sure you tune into that. Uh, please go to YouTube and uh, watch the video version of the podcast. It does mean a lot to me. Uh, this is a one-man operation, so you see this thing up here. <laughs> oh, wherever it is. 
Uh, become a patron on Patreon. Give whatever you can. It's patreon.com slash Mets Musings. Or you can go to Anchor, Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash Mets Musings. And you can, you can support the show uh, on that site as well. Anything you could do, be gratefully, uh, a, a, you know, gratefully welcomed. And uh, it would help us immensely as we uh, uh, move on here and try to do some things to make your show better, make this show better. And uh, we are thinking of uh, doing some live streams. Uh, if if you think that's a good idea, send me an email at metsmusings at gmail.com or give me a call, 516-619-6341, and leave a voicemail and let us know if uh, you'd like to see some live shows. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I want to thank you all for listening and watching those that watch the video version of the show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, CastBox, YouTube, wherever you listen to or watch the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. It helps me grow the community and expand to new listeners. So until next time, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings. <laughs>